This is CliffCentral.com. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yet again, another one of those absolutely fantastic days, man. I'm always happy to be here. This is Unplugged and In Charge on CliffCentral.com. It's another exciting, exciting day. We call it the shortest hour of the week. And that's for a reason, because it really just goes by that quickly sometimes, especially when uh, the conversations are great, especially when the content is something that that really resonates with you. It makes you want to say, talk to me, Wizard, talk to me. And that's pretty much what I always like to do, you know. I always try to make sure that uh, one way or the other, I can give you something that's going to be thought-provoking, something that's going to make you imagine or see the world in a whole new, different way, or at least, uh, you know, reinforce some of the things that you already believe about yourself and about the world. And, and, uh, and one way or the other, as long as uh, you can use this show to kind of propel you to go forward in the direction that you're going with more conviction, and also, of course, with, uh, you know, just more confidence as well. Yeah. So um, let's get straight into it. Today, I've got a couple of th- different things for you. One is expanding beyond what you're currently doing, you know. So I'm going to talk to a lady called Masejo a little bit later on. She's still on the way. And uh, that conversation is going to be great because we're going to be talking about um, starting small and then expanding your your vision you know um she she started off doing make uh makeup she she's a makeup artist but she didn't leave it just at that she tried to you know envision a bigger world for herself uh, uh, more possibilities and that's what she did and actually it worked out quite well and uh, we'll we'll be chatting to her and getting to find out how does one do that you know how do you do you go from where you are to where you want to be I, th- I thought to myself, while we wait for her uh, as she's still on her way, let me actually also give you a little bit of a, you know, a 30-minute showdown of what the the TED Talk was all about. I had a TED Talk last month, no, um, September uh, 19th. That's what the date was. And it was a really great TED Talk. And this one is titled Social Genius. Hmm, Social Genius. What What is it really about? Well, here it is. First of all, when you are a social genius, you're someone who can get along with people in such a great way that uh, you can achieve all the things that you want to achieve and having people help you achieve those things, but yet having them part of your, you know, part of your bandwagon in a way as well. So everyone feels like they they're still having their needs met while of course working to help you meet yours and it is in relating to people in the right way that you can actually achieve this i have a little more time here than i had at the ted talk so i'll try and uh, you know be as elaborative as i can on certain subjects now let's look at one particular gentleman who actually managed to achieve this um this social genius type of uh, um uh, you know type of uh, a title his name is benjamin Franklin. He's the man behind the $100 bill. He's on that $100 bill. He's also the the uh, man that's on the Oldemister, you know, the Oldemister brandy. Yeah, that's him as well. In fact, he was also the president of Pennsylvania. Uh, he he's he invented many many things and um amongst these are things like the bifocal lens. He invented the odometer that you know as well. I mean, um he 
he can be called an author, a printer, a, a, a political theorist, a politician, a postmaster, a scientist, an inventor, a comedian, civil activist, statesman, and diplomat. Hmm. This is just some of the things that, uh, that, I mean, that, that he's come out with. You know, those lightning rods, you know, when you, Go to an area where there's lapas and things like that, or maybe in those holiday homes or just those homes with the big thatch, thatch roofs. Normally, there's this um, tall pole that goes up into the air that's called a lightning rod. It's there to kind of protect you so that when lightning strikes, it doesn't hit your, you know, your house and then your whole house goes in flames. But it actually hits that. And then goes into the ground and everything goes kind of peacefully when lightning strikes. Now, he invented that. He invented that because he was flying a kite one day and then the kite uh, um, got struck by lightning. And so was he. So he ended up in hospital a little bit. But then after that, he thought, wow, that was not unfortunate. That was actually brilliant because I can use this to... Um, Come up with theories for electricity. At the time, electricity was still a new concept. Um, people were not really sure how it works. And he thought, hey, let me be the one who actually comes up with this stuff. And I mean, the bifocal lens, you probably already know what that is when you're wearing glasses, you know, uh, for people who want to read close up, but they want to see a little further, things like that. Um, I mean, there's many more things. He, he invented some things in the biology fields, like the flexible urinary. Yo, yo, I know the, some of these names here are just rough. But I mean, um, even things like, um, uh, some, some sort of safety features inside ships as well. I don't know how he had the confidence to go into these many industries and think, I'm going to dominate there, I'm going to dominate there, I'm going to invent something new here, I see something, I'm going to do it. You know, instead of those people who say, you know what they should do, they should make like a, a donut that has, no, he would probably be the guy who makes that donut that has the whatever you just imagined. So this is really cool about him because he had this boldness about the things that he wanted to do and he just got them done. But the thing is, the interesting part is that he didn't grow up this way. It was not always this way from the beginning. And he had, he had to learn some things that got him to be this brilliant. But he realized early that 80% of success is actually dealing with people. It is not just brilliance on your own, but it is in if you want to achieve great things, you need to be able to get along with people. 80% of your success will be determined by how well you get along with others, how well you network, how well you can uh, persuade someone to grant you access into their markets or into their database or, you know, into their clients, uh, or how well you can actually persuade someone to become your client. And sometimes it's just if they like you, they take you. And if they don't, they pick the other guy they like. So... He realized these things early and he became a social genius so that he could actually accomplish all these things that he wanted. I mean, he was part of the guys who signed the, de de the Declaration of Independence for America, meaning that he was literally one of the founding fathers of the United States of America. Imagine. But how did he grow up? Well, let me tell you. First of all, he's one of 17 children 
Imagine having 17 brothers and sisters. Well, actually having 16 and then you being number 17. Yeah, you can imagine that uh, mom and dad can't really give you much attention. You are growing with a 17th of the attention that a single child uh, has. Yeah, probably not necessarily the, the most supportive system ever. He grew up with all of that. Not only that only, but he dropped out of school at the age of 10. Hmm, what did he think he knows at 10? Well, he clearly thought he knew enough. He was like, you know what? I'm sharp. I already know enough. I'm good. And he just dropped out at the age of 10. He ran away from home at age 17 and uh, arrives in London broke and uh, scammed. Um, I say broke and scammed because he went to London because the, um, the governor where he was from, uh, his, uh, his Excellency uh, Governor Keith, said to him, don't worry, I've got great news for you. You know, we're going to start this printing f- facility in London and uh, there's already all the resources. I've signed the check. Don't worry. Everything is already guaranteed. So he went all the way there and uh, when he got there, he found out that, uh, no, none of this is true. And he was literally stranded. And uh, here he is, stranded far from home because, I mean, home was uh, there in North America. And now he is here in London with no family. He's about 17, 18 and, uh, you know, also didn't really have much money or anything like that. Got a job eventually, but uh, he also found out that uh, because of his uh, weak social skills at the time, he would have challenges getting along with people a lot better. And uh, this made his colleagues sometimes even sabotage his work. You know, he was working in a, in a printing company. So, uh, some of the things he would type out would get sabotaged and, uh, he'd always end up in trouble. And he realized that it was because he was not really getting along very well with other people that nobody kind of liked him anyway. So they liked to play these practical jokes that had career ending consequences. So he started learning how to you know, to get along with people a lot better. Pretty much how to become a social genius. And that's how he achieved all those great things he achieved. Well, after, um, after, after uh, he left London, went back to South America, that's when now he started building his, uh, his success, uh, one, once again. And, um, I mean, as I mentioned, he's really, really done a lot. Uh, I mean, he was a American minister to, to Paris, United States minister to Sweden, first to United States postmaster general, um, sixth president of Pennsylvania. Some really, really great things for someone who dropped out at 10 years old. I think the earlier you drop out, the better your chances are of becoming a huge success. It's starting to show that if you want to be a president, you must drop out of school early. The earlier you drop out, the bigger, the bigger it becomes, man. It's crazy. Anyway, that's just, uh, you know, uh, uh, a teaser into this social genius topic that I had a great discussion on, on the TEDx talk. And I, I guess I, I had now a little more time to just elaborate on it, but it goes deeper. I mean, I probably just uh, told you the introduction and now the body and, and the actual uh, deeper contact, uh, content of it, I'll probably have to share in another te- podcast because my guests have arrived. So uh, we'll have a chat with them in a short little while. Uh, but for now, I mean, if you're really interested in that TED talk and you just want to hear how does the rest of it go? You can just go onto YouTube if you just say, Weza and then TED Talk or TEDx 
you probably will find it. It's it's as easy as that. And you can tell me what you think about it. Uh, hit me up with some comments or just tell me on Twitter or anywhere, actually. Uh, where's our that guy? Everywhere you go. Cool. So I do have Maseho right here with me. And I also have uh, Smo Kuzi. He's also joining me right here as well. Smo, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing awesome, my brother. How are you? Fantastic, man. 100%. Tell us about your week. Tell us about uh, the hustle. The hustle is still continuing. It's great. I'm feeling great. I'm in a, I'm in a very happy space right now. I think I did share the other day that, you know, I'm feeling great. I'm in a happy space. I'm in a happy mood. Mm. Everything is just going according to how I've, I've been planning the whole year. And mm. I'm planning to finish off the year in a good note. I start off well and I want to end off well. Oh, wow. That's great, man. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, uh, if, if there was one thing that was a, a good lesson for this week, what would that be for you? Patience. Mm. Patience basically Because if you try and force things Things don't usually come out the way you want them to um, Even if sometimes you, you force them And you get what you want You're not really satisfied So it's always important that you exercise patience And it's something that it sounds very cliche and simple But when you actually are in a situation You have to exercise patience It's a totally different thing mm. So that's one thing that I've learned this week Patience Yeah Oh wow, okay Yeah, well that's our lesson for this week I guess Yep Patience, and it can all work out. Whatever, uh, it, you know, what, whatever you want to happen can eventually work out. You just gotta keep at it and then also practice patience along with that. Most definitely. And you know, it's that thing whereby, you know, uh, when you're on this hustle road and you know that you have to, every single day counts, you know, you can't afford to waste time. Uh, even when your body's saying no or you feel tired, you wanna take a rest, you know, it, it, it's that thing where, you know, you know certain goals that you've set and certain things that you are aiming for, mm. but it needs persistence and it won't yeah. happen overnight. And that's where the actual patience uh, lies. Mm. And, um, that's where I actually found myself this week actually reflecting a lot on that, that you don't need to, you don't have to give up. Sometimes when you, when you're in that patience mode, you, it's very easy for you to be negative and you wanna let go. But there's this thing inside of you that really urges you to continue and to go on, on and on and on. And in the midst of that, you have to be patient until you get there. Awesome. Yeah. Very, very good. And I think uh, that that is very, very useful stuff that you're sharing there with us, man, because uh, it is all about patience. It is all about, uh, you know, consistency. And it's and it's, you know, about goal setting. You you said that, you know, you had set these things out in the in the beginning of the year and you only starting to see them come around right about now. And um I think it's not just patience for the week, it's patience for the year, you know, and patience, be patient towards yourself. I, I, I was having a chat to a friend who was feeling really frustrated at progress, you know, and that could easily happen. You, you can sometimes be very frustrated at your own progress because you thought that you would be further along at this stage of your life. So you feel like you're behind on your dreams. You know, you, you think back to when you were 18 and you thought, okay, I've got this all figured out. When I, uh, I'm going to go to varsity, then that's like three years or four. And after that, then I'm going to work. And then after that, then I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And, and you think that, oh, and by 23, I should like go on like a fancy <laughs> holiday and I'd have all the money and I'd just, oh, my life is just going to be figured out. Sure. And then you're 23, 24, 25 and you're like, Oh shucks. <laughs> not at my plans when I was younger are uh, uh, not a, not a, the only plan that actually uh that that actually came about is that I am the age I thought I would be at this age. 
<laughs> but other than that, all the others are kind of like behind. And that can, you know, make you really frustrated. And uh, that frustration can sometimes be uh, confused with depression. You know, you, you think, is this depression? Because I, I feel like I'm... I, I don't like anything in my life. I, I, I don't want to get up in the morning. I, I just, you know, I was, I was chatting to someone else who has been working. She, she studied music, right? She studied to be a musician, a jazz musician. And, uh, she, she's now not in that field because when she moved out of home, uh, most of the, um, bills that needed to get paid, uh, demanded that she has something consistent. So uh, earlier she st- she'd think to herself, no, I'm just gonna work a little bit, you know, but then that little bit turns into a lot because she says she spent about three years working at KPMG, then now she's working for about five or six years at APSA and sharks, she's not getting to those things that she wanted to get to when she, you know, when she, when she started this whole journey and I said, all right, so you took sick leave today. She said, yes. And I'm saying, oh, what's wrong? Because I'm thinking maybe she's sick, you know. And she says, actually, when I woke up, I said, I don't want to go to work. I just, I just can't. I just, I just felt depressed. I just felt like crying. I just felt like I can't do this anymore. I can't. I, I just can't go back there again. I don't want to go. You know, and uh, Les Brown says something interesting. He says, most of us are stuck in industries that we don't like. And we're just sitting there and um, your heart's been telling you that it doesn't want this. Do you know that 90% of heart attacks happen on a Monday? Because you wake up on a Monday and you're like, oh, <laughs> man, I got to go. And your heart wakes up and says, didn't I tell you I do want to go? And it attacks you. <laughs> But the truth is, is that 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 type of stuff is real, man. It's really, really real that people are living uh, like that sometimes, and it's it's not always easy. And uh, but that that frustration of progress is sometimes one of the realest things. And and um, what's important is that first of all, you must understand that you know we all live in different time zones, if we can put it that way. So who, someone else achieves something at a younger age than you. Or, or something like that. It does not necessarily mean that that's not going to come for you. You know, it's, it's just going to come at a different time sometimes. And, uh, and you got to have that patience that you're talking about. Be patient with yourself. You're not always going to achieve the things at the time that you set out to achieve them because maybe while you were driving there, something happened to the car and you had to walk there. You're still going to get there if you just keep on in that direction. It might be faster for some and slower for others, but you can still get to wherever you want to go. I think another thing that we, we can actually consider is that um, peer pressure is actually a real thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so many times people, and when you just mentioned depression, I mean, you, f- you find that there's a lot of people that find that um, their friends are progressing, whether they're buying a new apartment, they're buying a new car, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it, it, it contributes to the person feeling less of themselves as if mm-hmm. you know they're useless or they're not going anywhere in life and again it's, it's just to comment and to put something just to point across in terms of um, emphasizing the whole thing of patience mm-hmm. yep yeah you know in some african families not just african families in some families you know if you have a degree you have an opinion and if you don't have a degree <laughs> we don't want to hear what you have to say even yeah. at the family gathering you know yeah. or if you have a nice job with some money mm-hmm. you know you 
you we 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 value what what comes out of your mouth because you contribute you know like when families are thinking hey december is coming your grandfather said he wants to do a b c d and uh, we need to buy a cow and slaughter what 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 obviously if you have money they want you in this conversation because you're going to be contributing and when you don't have money they're like so when avelungenapi actually you know why are you planning with our money <laughs> <laughs> and it gets to people on sometimes on a deeper level that is unspoken and it it contributes to feelings of worthlessness feelings of of anxiety of of lack of progress and you you just feel frustrated at yourself for not being where you thought you would be at the time that you had set out for yourself let me actually just bring you in on the conversation i see your um uh, masekho's or, already joined us hello masekho i'm jumping in <laughs> jump in i'm jumping right in guys i have to say that i'm the luckiest girl i'm sitting next to like Actually, right in front of me, two handsome guys. How lucky! Oh wow! Thank hey? you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So you had something to say around that topic, yeah? I think social media mm-hmm. has adds quite a bit, you know, of pressure on young people. You know, people mm-hmm. open their pages and think, "Oh, somebody's driving this car. This one's doing that." Yeah. So it adds quite a lot of pressure when it comes to people being impatient, mm-hmm. because we just live in a time of instant gratification. You know, people want it now. It must yeah. happen today. I want to start a business. It must give me money today. And reality is it just doesn't. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, uh, the hashtag look at God, uh, hashtag God's plan, uh, posts you know. are quite rough for other people, you know, and, and, uh, Sometimes, in fact, the reason you go for that car instead of this one is also because you're thinking of social media. Mm. You're thinking of social acceptance. Mm. You're thinking of, of, uh, you know, the, um, praise that you're gonna get. So you, yeah. you sometimes every month end you're haunted by a debit order that's larger than your pocket and, uh, yes. all for the sake of, you know, that praise. Yeah. It felt so, so little when you were, uh, when, when you were about to sign and they said, all right, sir, do you want this one or this one? And you thought, um, I think, ish. um, and they're like, what? Oh, the S, the R line is, is a extra hundred thousand. It will be about an extra two thousand rand on your installment. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, ah, ish, my right, looks so nice. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, uh, it, and it starts to become a thing of, yo, imagine when I roll up in this one and they're like, I'll pick up the excess You know, and people are in like, the hood. Yeah, yeah. yeah you've yeah. arrived. Oh gosh, cuz, or, you know, whether it's a cousin or friend or the selfies, you're imagining that whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And, uh, all that gets to you sometimes. And then you end up, you know, seeing yourself do whatever, uh, whatever is this hectic commitment that you now have to stick to. Yeah. And it was all just initially for a bit of social acceptance. Yeah. So social media definitely adds to that, right? Yeah. Quite a bit. Have you ever had any type of, um, experiences either with yourself or friends where you felt like, uh, your social media is really just having the worst impact in terms of comparison, in terms of, uh, ish, uh, Maybe whether it was yourself or a friend that felt like they need to get off social media a bit because it it just feels like it's too much and they feel like they're not, you know, keeping up with yeah. the pace yeah. of what what is portrayed by other people. I think 
I haven't had a friend, but for myself, I think I don't take it as I take it seriously for my business. Yeah. You know, I use it just for that, mm. and I would compare my business to other businesses. Of course, competition mm. is healthy. Sure, you know. So in that sense, I I've experienced it where I thought, "Geez, this one is going a little ahead of me. I must mm. pull up my socks." Yeah, you know. But on a personal tip, no, not at all. You know, because mm. I know just how much. Um, a little bit of fakeness goes into it, you know, yeah. so I don't believe everything I see on mm. social media. So not on a personal tip, but on, in terms of business. Yes. Mm, mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that I think is a, is a positive thing then to, uh, to, uh, always check out what other businesses are doing mm. and, uh, try and see how you can match up with, uh, mm. with what, what's currently trending out mm. there. So that your business can be as competitive as possible eventually. Yeah. So let's talk a bit about your business. Tell us yes. a bit about uh, what you do. I can go on the whole day. <laughs> so I run a beauty company called Chic Beauty. Yeah. Um, I give my core business is beauty training. Yeah. So this is for an aspiring makeup artist who wants to get in the industry. So mm. I, I teach people. Okay. Right. And then I also teach the lady that just wants to know for herself. She doesn't mm. want to do it professionally. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side, I also do a lot of influencing So I work with quite um, Renowned makeup brands mm-hmm. um, As an influencer For them So yeah I travel around the country You know outside the country as well I give workshops So everything that goes with Teaching makeup I do Okay Yeah. How did it all start? Jeez, you know actually I started with hair Mm. And I think I fell into makeup because my, my clients then were asking for makeup and I thought, let me just check this makeup thing, mm. you know, and I tried it out and I got stuck. I fell in love with it, yeah. you know, cause I had, I had two salons and I had it, I had to add the service of makeup. Mm. Now I've just been doing makeup without the hair. I've had really? to let the hair go because it's taken, yeah, so much of my so time. There's- there's more, there, there has been more success for you in makeup than in hair. Yes, in makeup training than in hair. Ah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you already started the story very advanced. You, you, um, for me as a couch potato at home, you, you, when I said, how did you start? And then you said, I already had two salons. I'm like, ah, okay, that's not the start. Back <laughs> to when I was back. also on the couch. Yes. Okay. I want to go back to when you were on the couch. So yes. I, I actually, after high school, I went to study at Becoming Economics. Okay. Yeah. And then I worked in the procurement industry for, I think, over eight months, mm-hmm. nothing more than a year. Yeah. Um, I quit my job to go and start my business. Why did you, so you, you were already, uh, that, you know, that determined, that held bound to say, Listen, you know what? Nah, this is not for honestly, me. Honestly, I knew I didn't want to be in corporate before I went to school. Okay. But my parents wanted me to be in corporate. Okay. Right. So I used to do people's hair. I'm the girl that grew up doing people's hair. Like, they call, come and do this one's hair. So I already could do it. You were that girl. Yeah. So doing it for woman, 40 ranta, 80 ranta. I think nearly 10 ranta. 10 ranta! Hey! <laughs> 
I'm telling you, I think it must have been like 10 rand. Yeah. Um, and I used to do that. It just came naturally. Nobody, yeah. you know, it came oh, very, wow. very naturally. I always wonder how, you know, I mean, there's these ladies who can do these fancy skills, man. It's not just con rolls anymore. It's let's con layers, it's Baba. Fancy. <laughs> yeah. Fancy. And you were one of those girls. I was one of those, those girls. And I had a friend. Um, well, she's still my friend, Nelly. So a very good friend of mine. She used to also do hair. So I learned from her as well. Yeah. You know, so one day, yes, I quit my job. No plan. Honestly, I never lied to people. I didn't have a plan about, um, what I was going to do, but I knew I wanted to do stuff to do with beauty, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I do house calls and ask people to tell people about me, you yeah. know, and word of mouth sort of got around, you know, and then one day I, I spoke to my parents and I said, okay, I have this much money. Can you give me a little bit so I can start a small salon? You know, and, and then I started very small and then it grew and then it went down again. You know, business Tell me is so how about, so, so remember we having couch potato talk here. Okay. Right? Let's talk couch potato. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so when you say I had a little bit of money, mm-hmm. what is a little bit of money when you're thinking I want to start a salon? Like what was that little bit of money that you, and then you had this already saved up? How long did it take you to save that? And then family chipped in this much and then, it wasn't that much because mm. I, I took money out of my UIF. Remember, I worked. Yeah. So I had a little bit of that money. Yeah. And you So, Boma, the, how much so? Was it not like 18,000 or something? 18,000 rand. Okay, cool. But I have to say to people, you must start with what you have. Yeah. Even if you have nothing, you know, if you have 200 rand, mm. let me put it like this for the couch potato that says, okay, myself, I've never worked a day mm. in my life. I don't have a UIF and I don't have parents who can give me money, mm. you know, but I can plait somebody's hair. Yeah. Plait five people, get 300, buy a weave and sell it. Mark up. Sell that one And then you'll have more money Then you buy two With the money you make Make a markup Buy four Markup Buy eight You've got to start With the little bit of money you have. People yeah. wait for government funding They wait for this But mm. use The little that you have Just to start If you start Yeah I'm telling you Then you'll make progress mm. Yeah mm. Okay cool So you had this 18 yana So And then parents Kind of um Did they double that for you Yeah They went like a about? little bit More than double so you went to about, let's say, 40? Yeah, 40, 50. You know, then I could buy, you know, your salon dryer. Okay. I think I bought two. You know, uh-huh. I got a little bit of stock. It wasn't fancy. Yeah. You know, it wasn't fancy, but Hefu it was just dnyana. to... Hefu dnyana, cream relaxer. Yeah, You know, yeah. just to get me started. A couple of... Uh, um, okay, you use the dryer, so it's not the... It's not the um, hair dryer. The, I also the, had. You had a couple I of hair dryers. They're not expensive, hey? Yeah. They're not as expensive as, as people think. Mm. I had a few things just to really get me started. All right. But I also got the shock of my life because I thought I was going to make a profit instantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then what happened? I wasn't. You know, mm-hmm. I could make enough money for rent. Where was? Where were you renting? Um, in Cajeso, Cajeso Mall. That's okay, you from, went straight from, from to the mall. Yeah, I was ambitious. Okay, yes. I was ambitious, mm. you know, and I went and I, like, I got a contract, you know, but yay, I saw flames, eh? I really, really saw flames because we go into business with the misconception that we are going to make money instantly. Mm. You know what I mean? I always tell people that I made money in my third year of business. Mm. All the time I was borrowing, asking my parents again, putting money in, getting a little bit here, you know, trying to freelance there. 
Um, but I was getting no money out of the salon. I was putting money into it. Mm, and it know. felt like the salon was just, uh, it felt like having a child. It's just eating, it, eating, eating. It was eating. my child. It was causing me to not even sleep. But it's, yeah. it's what Paul said earlier about patience. Yeah. You've got to be patient. I didn't feel like giving up. I knew I had to, to fight my way out. Mm, yeah. Mm. And then, um, then all of a sudden things started, um, Changing for the better after it went down. Let's talk about actually going down before we start talk okay. about it going better. How bad is bad? It was bad because I had to close. Wow. I had to close shop because mm. now you're sitting, you need to buy stock, you need to pay salaries, water and lights. Do you know how much water for a salon costs? Mm. And you're also paying rent. You know, so I was drowning. I was drowning. I, even when I closed, I had debts. Mm. I had no money to pay the debts because mm. my salon closed. Where must I get money from? You know, and I was sitting at home one day. I just shut the doors. I decided I went to talk to my, um, my landlord and I had to get myself out of the contract. And that was also money because you've got to pay still mm. to mm. get out of the contract. It's like I don't have money. That's why I want to leave. That's why I'm closing. Now you're saying I must give you money With to get what? out. Oh my goodness. I know. Yeah. yeah they it say was sometimes. Bad. It's harder to, it's easier to get in and harder to get out. It was extremely difficult to get out. Mm. It was extremely difficult. And, you know, like the grace of God, one day I got a lucky break, um, to come and do makeup for 10 over 10. You know, 10 over 10 yeah. on Vuzu, uh-huh. season one and two. So my friend was production assistant and the makeup artist dropped them. And she called me and she said, where are you? I was sitting at home, frustrated about my closed salon, you know. And I was like, I'm home. She said, come now. I drove there and I got that job. Mm. You know, so I did season one and two. And then, of course, I met people and then I got more gigs and, 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 you Mm. know. But I think people only know my story from there. And it's important for people to know that I was sitting at home frustrated with a closed salon and debt. Yeah. You know. And now, of course, embarrassment also. Embarrassment. The family is like. You have to deal with it. You know, my family was good. It's just people that were like, you know, black mm, people. Yeah. Yeah. And all of that, you know, but I'm one person. I really am unbothered by, um, people's opinions. Mm. I think I also, I learned that very, very early in life. Yeah. So the embarrassment part wasn't such a big deal for me. So you went back to being a couch potato with debt and a bit of embarrassment Mm -hmm. and all that. Mm -hmm. And how old were you at that time? Shish, I don't remember. <laughs> minus, minus, minus. Like, I must have been um, 23 or something, 24. 23, 24. Yeah. So, I mean, here's now the interesting part of this, if we just put it into context properly, is that everyone could say to you, you had a promising life. You had graduated. You had a proper job. You were fine. I was earning so much. And then you came out here, thought you were clever and you went to open the business against the grain. You have not studied business. You have not done these things that you've not done headdressing, what, what, and you thought you were going to do this. And now you've wasted your parents' money. You're in debt. Oh my gosh. Why didn't you just go and get a job? You know, again, that feeling of shucks, they were, maybe they were right. Maybe I was just supposed to go get a job. What was I out here thinking? And I'm sure even initially there were people saying, my son, my daughter, are you sure this is what you want to do? Yeah, my dad said that quite a lot. Because like, I mean, you already have a job. Why are you leaving that? Yeah. 
and you're thinking, no, that's what I want to do. I, yeah. I, I got it all figured out. Look, here's my spreadsheet. I've got plans. I've got how, this is going to cost this. All I need from you, you got projections mm. in the first. I'm just going to make ten percent. Worst case scenario, I only make five percent profit. You sound like it, me. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like me then. And then, worst case scenario happens, but it's not worst case scenario. It's worst, worst case scenario. Worst, worst, worst. You know what I mean? And then, boom, 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 and you back home. Yeah. And the same people that said, if it fails, don't call me. And now you're calling them. I'm calling them. Eish. It was tough, eh? It was really, really tough. But I think any business person will tell you they all started like that. Mm. And I think it happens so that we, we, we build or develop a very thick skin. Yeah. Cause today really I'm moved by nothing because I've seen the worst of the worst. I've mm. been the person on the couch, no airtime, no petrol, no nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So not having petrol doesn't even scare me because I've experienced it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So mm. you, I think anyone needs that. You need mm. the tough times. We really, really need the tough times. Mm. Yeah. And they've um, really made you stronger, smarter, and um, also more confident to know that, mm. you know, you got the right stuff. I think they also build your faith as well. Mm. You know, I say to people that um, entrepreneurship is, is a spiritual thing. I'm going to quote you on that. Right? <laughs> because yeah. think about it. Um, who, who, I'm like what, what, what makes another person somewhere far out there mm. decide, you know what, today I, I think I need, let's say for instance, I need, I need my makeup done today. Yeah. I'm not going to do it myself. I need someone who, to do it. Yeah. And then they somehow actively search and they don't know you from a bar mm. of soap and they, they say, I was just driving down the road and yeah. I just saw the sign and I thought, let me come. Or someone else says, you know, um, someone made a remark about my makeup and I thought, you know what, let me just, and these things that happen with people that yeah. you have no control over yeah. because you don't know how many customers are going to come this mm. month or next month. Mm. You have no control over these mm. things. No one can guarantee you that this is definitely yeah, going to happen for you. But somehow it just conveniently happens. Yeah. Let's think about, um, if you're the owner of a KFC. Yeah. What goes on through a person's mind when they decide to stop by at a certain KFC? Let's say you don't even live in that area. Mm. You you were driving past and then someone in the car said, yo, we are hungry. I'm hungry, man. Like, isn't there anything here? And then you're like, I don't know. Um, let me just turn here. Maybe there's something if we go closer to the, you know, to the, to the inner city. And then you see a sign that says KFC and KFC, then you yeah. just drive in and then you yeah. buy. You're giving him money. He's been waiting thinking, where's my next customer going to come from? Mm. You don't know what his life is like. Maybe mm. he's struggling to pay rent and then you just miraculously appeared. You're not even from here. You're from Limpopo or something. But somehow you're here at the right time. He needed you and man, shucks, you just came and he needed you and Everything just worked yeah. out. And that's kind of like how business works in almost any, mm. any environment. Yeah. You could, um, you, whether you are providing a service, training people or something like yeah. that, you, you not the one that actively goes and m creates the need inside the person. Mm -mm. You just come, came up with a solution and now you wait. Yeah. And you, you can advertise a little bit, but yeah. all you can do is wait. You, yeah, you have to wait. And then people just find their way to you. And actually, 
the more you believe that they will come, the more mm. will come. In mm. fact, you can even start setting out goals for yourself and saying, I want to do a hundred people a month. Yeah. And, uh, by gum, whether it takes six months or a year, you might find yourself now starting to actually achieve what you said that you wanted to achieve. And in that sense, it's a bit of a spiritual journey. It is. Wow. But now we're talking about you having bounced. You, you hit rock bottom and now you are starting to be on the way up. You started doing some, uh, some, some makeup for certain TV shows. Mm. And then that was not it though. Some people think that, yes, I've got a job. This is my job. I'm yeah. a makeup artist, but you didn't think that this is the destination for you. Tell me more. Definitely wasn't the destination, but it was, it felt like an answered prayer. You yeah. know, cause I've been on the couch, like you're saying, doing nothing. And then all of a sudden I get to work with a production, you know, mm. something I've never done, you know, work with celebrities, you know, for, you know, first time you see a celebrity, you're like, whoa, you know, yeah. um, and, and now I, they're right here, like literally right here. 30 c- centimeters away from yeah, your face. I'm right in their face. <laughs> I'm yeah. right in their face. So, um, it was, it was life changing mm. i think for me that's when things really turned around because it then took me to the next level of where i wanted to be mm. you know what i mean it was just a stepping stone i knew i didn't want to do faces the whole time i knew i always wanted to be, have a beauty school yeah. you know but i thought let me use what i have now let me use celebrities let me connect with them you know they can give mm. me the crowds and the numbers that i need yeah. you know so i connected with quite a lot of people i used it as a network for me that time I was just mm. getting myself to know all these people You know And yeah And then I started adding um, Like workshops to that You know Because now people know me Because mm. my name was on TV On the credits Yeah You know And people trust you mm. They trust you If you, if you say Oh I've worked with this one And that one Yeah You know Name dropping does work Sometimes we need to use it To get our, our business To the next level So mm. Yeah I use it to connect And as a stepping stone to get to the next level. Mm, yeah. Mm. Wow. So, uh, that I think is something really cool to say, uh, you, you, even when you're falling, you're falling forward and not necessarily falling back, yes. you know, cause many yes. people have that whole thing of no something to fall back on and they literally fall way out of the career <laughs> that they initially yeah. started with yeah. because they're saying, uh, uh-uh. uh, I crashed. I lost a lot of money. I'm in debt. Let me get a job. Yeah. And then you go from music to working at a bank or something like that, which is totally away yeah. from the thing that you yeah. are deeply interested in. Yeah. And it, it leads to all sorts of other frustrations and mm. feelings that are not necessarily nice. Mm. In, instead of that, you knew that you've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and you knew that you had something um, you 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 had a liking uh, a liking to beauty. Yes. First of all, you thought it was hair. You started exploring with makeup, and actually, your your big break, if you can call it that, yeah. that uh, you know that that um, life that life jacket that got thrown to you when you were deep in the water was actually through the thing that you were not necessarily very interested in in the beginning because yeah. it was makeup, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I that, remember, yeah. And that actually proves that, you know, sometimes you gotta pick up that small, that small little, um, nugget of knowledge. You know, if, if there's an opportunity that comes to, to learn a new thing, you, 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 you don't have to say, nah, I'm good. Mm. I'm doing here. Mm. I'm fine. I'm I don't, staying there. Yeah I, yeah. I don't need to learn this new yeah. stuff. What's this makeup? You know, yeah. I don't think makeup's gonna pick up that much. I know many women who have weaves, but don't do their makeup. So I'm fine. Yeah. 
And you could have easily done that. But yeah. instead you said, let me be open to learning. Yeah, you learned see. early and that actually made, you know, way for, uh, you know, some sort of big break that could come mm. later in life. Mm. Because I, I, I'm guessing that if you were just good in hair, when they called that day and they said, do you do makeup? And you said, no, I can do hair though. And they're like, ah, we're just looking no. for a makeup artist. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Shocks. I could have lost the big break. Yeah. You know? So rejection is always redirection. I always say that. Mm. You mm. know, just because my salon closed, you know, um, it doesn't mean I can't do something else. You know, it felt yeah. like rejection, but it was redirecting me to, mm. to where I was meant to go. So you said you had two salons at some stage. Yes. Two salons both, both closed down. I had to close both of them. Yes. Well, yes. one after the other. Yeah. One survived a little more than the other one. Ah. Yeah, and trying to keep the other one running. So, so tell me about some of the lessons you learned from, from that makeup business. Because you know what? Normally, as an entrepreneur, when a business fails, you actually stand a better chance of doing it well the second time around mm. if you have the courage and the heart to still do it. Mm. Tell me about what you learned. What did you, what were you doing wrong? What was the 20, Two twenty-three year old Masejo doing wrong with her salon business. I think I wanted to do too many things at the same time. Mm. You know, um, if you're starting a business right in the beginning, you have to be very hands-on. Mm. So I can say that one of my biggest mistakes was I wasn't hands-on in the beginning. Yeah, you know, um, that also was caused by the fact that I was trying to go and get money elsewhere to put it into the business. Mm. So it was sort of like a catch twenty-two for me. If I sat at the salon and didn't try and go get money, I wouldn't keep it running. Mm. You know, so it was it was very difficult. But being hands-on. Especially in the beginning is, is what you need to do with your business. With everything, you need to see where the money is coming from, how it's going in, how much products were used and, you know, how many clients walked in. You need to sit down and really look at those things mm. because that also will help you with like your marketing plans. If you know how many people you're getting on a Friday as opposed to a Tuesday, then you can do like a half price Tuesday or something. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. So you've got to, Know the finer, finer details of your business, and I feel like I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Then. Yeah. I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to redo that business now, yeah. you'd first of all be more hands-on. You'd um, study the business in terms of the patterns of of, mm. of traffic. Mm. Mm. Um, what about cash flow? How would you handle cash a little bit differently? I don't, I don't think I was doing too badly with the money side of things, mm. you know, cause I mean, I studied in the finance industry. My yeah. problem was when it came to the marketing and, and every other element. Mm. Um, so I caught on very late. Mm. It's only when I was going down that I tried to be hands on and it was a little bit too late. Yeah. You know, um, and also it taught me patience, which is what we've been talking about. You know, that's one of the biggest lessons of my life. I never want to do anything overnight. Yeah. And also, I could have started smaller mm. and not gone straight to a mall. You know what yeah. I mean? I could have started at a corner or something. Mm. Mm. So I started too big. Yeah. Yeah. So I could have started smaller and built on, learned lessons, built on, learned lessons and, and keep adding. So that's what I'm doing now with my makeup business. I, I started small and I keep adding. Every year I add something to it, mm. you know, and I give myself time to achieve and mm -hmm. it must be, um, feasible and, and it must be possible. Sometimes yeah. we set impossible goals, mm. like with time frames. 
you know yeah. time frames we say no next month and next month is too soon mm. you know for some mm. things some things will take you a week yes you have your weekly goals your daily goals your monthly yeah. six months and a year but you don't want to set a goal that should take a year and you want to do it in one month mm. it's impossible that's what frustrates people i always say that uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, our goals sometimes it is the time frame that we give ourselves that is frame. unreasonable yes. so goals can never be unreasonable it's good set that goal mm. you you can you mm. can you can definitely whatever you think you can do or whatever you want to try and do yeah. you can probably achieve it yeah. but it is the time frame that you give yourself to achieve what you're thinking that you want to achieve that can sometimes be the problem it's the time frame mm. yeah it's mm. the instant thing that i keep talking about people want things so quickly mm. it doesn't happen so quickly it's unreal because you're looking at somebody Say somebody is looking at me now on my social media and my mm. business is doing so well, mm. but it's years later and mm. then they want to start this year and be exactly like me now. Yeah. But I have failed salons, you know, I mm. went through my dips. Mm. So you should also give yourself time to go through your dips. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't ever compare yourself too much to somebody because you don't know their story. My story is a very long one, as mm. you guys have heard. Very, very long. Many challenges. Many failures I just got up from them Yeah Yeah I always like to hear um, Scary Let's say the The horror Stories Of entrepreneurship I had a gentleman here uh, a, a couple of weeks ago He said to me you know what? Someone was trying to run me over because I couldn't pay him and he thought that I had his money and he was oh chasing me. <laughs> and, uh, and then another gentleman said, uh, someone said, well, if you can't pay me, I see you drive a nice car. I'm going to bump your car at the back because I know your insurance is going to want the money that you owe me and we'll be even. So he says, as soon as <laughs> As soon as he said that, he ran into his car. The other guy ran into his own car and they were driving behind each other for a couple of kilometers. The guy wanted to hit him from the back. But what does he gain? He doesn't get his money back. He does, but he just wants to hurt him like he's being hurt. <laughs> so these are like crazy stories yeah. of, and I've, I've had a lady who came in and she said, you know, I had to move out at night because people were going to come the next morning to come Aish. take the things. So, at night time, we were busy taking out the printers, taking out the computers, oh my God. having to kind of run before, you know, people come and repossess these yeah. things. And, and another gentleman said he, uh, you know, he had all of this running. He was in his 20s and things were looking great. And then debt started coming through. People who had promised him some stuff didn't uh, do what they had promised. Mm. All of a sudden, the landlord uh, locked the doors and all his equipment, all his things are still inside. And he's like, yeah, but can I just, can get, I just get my thing? Like, because I can't get you the money mm. if I can't use the things yeah. in there. And yeah. they said, no, you can't. And yeah. then he literally went bankrupt, had to go back to Islalini in the Eastern Cape Ish. and had to bounce from that depression. But he's doing very well now. See? But I mean, these are just some of those horror stories yeah. that you hear and you're thinking, wow. That's bad. How that's how bad bad can really be. Yeah. But but uh, what is nice is to hear uh, a horror story from someone who's now doing way better mm. because mm. it means that if you're going through that or if you've seen yourself head there, yeah. you know that there's still light at the end of this t tunnel. Always. This too shall pass. Yeah. 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 Do yeah. you ever have any like 
any crazy stories where you're like, my gosh, I thought I would never, but then this happened. Um, crazy stories. I think it was the problems I had with my landlord. Yeah. Um, then when I had to move out of the salon and close, you know, mm. it was also a case of, so we're going to keep all your, all your equipment. And by then I had built up, you know, I had bought nice basins, you know, expensive ones, mm. you know, and it was, they said, no, you can't, you can't cancel the lease. I had to fight to get out of it because I said, what's the point? I'm not going to be able to pay your rent. Mm. You know, that was the crazy thing. How many years of a lease? I I had a two year lease and I was there for a year, so I had to pay for the other year. Yo. And I don't have money. Yo. Yeah, and I'm not making money, so I had to sit down with lawyers and um, and 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 see how we could um pay. So I was paying the month. And you have to pay the lawyers too. Yeah, and Ish. I had to pay the lawyer, mm. the one that was trying to get me out. Yeah. Of the mess, mm. you know, and I had to now get into a schedule of paying. That rent of a place that I'm not renting from mm. Yeah But it's it's nice like I say That you overcome these things They yeah. pass you know mm. Somebody could be going through that right now And you know I can tell you definitely passes Don't don't stay at home Don't be depressed about it Find another way Find mm. something else to do Bounce you don't know? break Yeah bounce don't break mm. Bounce back always always, yeah. always bounce back These are lessons we need well, I just got a question for you, and um, I notice a lot. There's there's a lot of salons that are opening everywhere. Yes, people are going to the salon business yes. left, right, and center, and there's a lot of them. But what I what I'm interested to to know and find out is that um, what is it that's different that you're offering to your clientele or to the people that they must choose to come to your salon instead of going to any other salon? What is it that's special and it's different that you offer? Okay, so well. Currently, I'm not running a salon. I'm running a, a, a beauty company that focuses on makeup training. Sure. You know, but I, there are other people that do that. You know, there's always going to be competition everywhere. Mm. I think I pride myself in, in good service and going the extra mile, you know, and also I do a lot of research. Um, what are people doing internationally so I can start the standard this side? You know, I always start trends. I think I can, I can, I can see I've started a lot of trends this side, mm. you know, because I follow international trends and South Africa is a little bit behind, um, um, America and Australia, the people that I follow. So I try to learn what's coming before it comes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right. That's great. Yeah, that's always a good thing to, you know, to be ahead of the curve in that mm. particular way. Mm. All right. So tell us how we can get a hold of you. Okay, so please guys follow me on Instagram. I want to be famous. I'm joking. Um, so on Facebook, my name is Maseho Kunupi. And then on Instagram, it's Maseho underscore SA. And then my email address is info at chicbeauty.co.za. But if you go on any of my pages, you'll find my office number. You'll find my email address. Um, yeah, just go to any one of my pages and you'll find all of my contacts. Wow. Okay. Excellent. Well, it's uh, that opportunity for you now to just say that last bit of wisdom uh, for, you know, that, that couch potato that's thinking, yo, Maseko, that's a beautiful story. You've scared me a little bit with this, the horror <laughs> things, but, uh, uh, okay. I think, I think, I, I think I want to start. Mm, I think the point is to start. Mm. Stop talking about it. You no. know, once you've started, you're halfway there. People are so afraid to begin. Mm. So for somebody that's sitting at home that says, I have my last 200 rand, buy something that you can resell, that you can make a markup of, 
And then keep adding on to that mm. But the point is to start That's what I always tell people People always say I want to start my own business I say start mm. You know stop talking about it Start yeah. today Do something towards what you want to achieve later Start today with whatever you have yeah. yeah Just get started Just start Yeah The lessons you'll learn As you start Don't listen to people Because they'll say You Everyone's doing that Ah, Don't do that If you listen to that You'll never start mm. So you'll find your lessons As you go along Cool In uh, conclusion Spo Anything you want to say Well in conclusion Thank you so much For coming through thank For sharing you your for journey and your, ex- and your experience It's been a, a great pleasure To have you on the Unplugged and In Charge radio show thank you so And much. thank you to everybody else That's been tuning in This is Spo Kuzi. You can catch me on social media On Twitter I, I am at Spo Kuzi. On Instagram I'm at Spo Kuzi. And yeah You can also follow me On, on Facebook My DJ Facebook page Is DJ Spo Kuzi. I'm signing out Cool, just like that, it's another one of those absolutely amazing, amazing shows. And just like that, we wrap things up. Thank you very much for tuning in. It's Unplugged and In Charge on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.